This is the E-Commerce Brain Trust, a podcast about building momentum online for established consumer brands. Join our hosts and their expert guests for high-level conversations about e-commerce strategies, trends, and innovations. Access our Brain Trust and boost your brand's e-commerce potential. Hello and welcome back to the E-Commerce Brain Trust podcast. I'm your host, Kiri Masters, Head of Retail Marketplaces Strategy at Acadia, and I am joined by a fellow Acadia colleague, Damiano Chirocci. Welcome back to the show, Damiano. Thank you. Thank you so much. Good to be back. Yeah. So, Damiano, you've been leading our retail media network innovation expansions, which Mm -hmm. is basically new RMNs that we are um, expanding to at Acadia. We've serviced Amazon for a long time, eight years, Walmart for a long time, five years, Instacart since 2020, recently Target as well for about a year or so. And we just announced the Chewy Retail Media Network. And we've got a couple more coming up that I won't I won't let the cat out of the bag yet. But um, wanted to get you on the pod to talk about Chewy and mm-hmm. You know, even though it's a crude comparison, we we're just talking about this previously about comparing it to Amazon. It's a totally different beast. But since most people are familiar with um, Amazon advertising, we will make that comparison throughout the episode. But just uh, you know, with the understanding that it's the most easily comparable, even if it's not the most similar. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of a caveat there. So uh, yes, today will be all about Chewy, and let's just start with as a as a PPC and paid retail media expert. What are some of like your high level observations about the Chewy RMN? So straight away, I would definitely think that something very interesting about Chewy is just how specific it is as a retail media network. Comparing it to Amazon, it's kind of like extracting a category of Amazon, whereas, you know, Amazon is so vast and it's just, you know, you can almost find anything. Chewy is just hyper-specific within that pet retail. And so, you know, I think that that brings together a lot of advantages. For example, a lot of, I also think as a category as a whole, you know, pet products, there is a lot of loyalty there to be had. And what I mean by that, it, it is a bit circumstantial as in terms of evidence, but I think that just kind of that shopper that goes on Chewy, I feel that more than anything, if they buy a particular pet product or a product in a particular food that agrees with their pet, I believe that they would then have a lot of loyalty to that particular brand. I don't think a lot of people mm-hmm. chop and change the um products that that their pet kind of consumes and so that's why I think that it's very unique because again very hyper specific a lot of loyalty and I think that another thing is that this retail media network is also fairly new to advertising they have been advertising for a little while but so far um, the sponsored ads um, results have been very 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 positive in terms of being able to gain a sizable return in terms of, of efficiency, but also in terms of sales. So, you know, also there, your return on your ROAS, for example, is actually very, very good for 
you know, we are serving some clients that have never advertised on the platform and just straight off the bat, they, they, they kind of hit the ground running, which is quite, quite surprising. Another thing that I think is quite interesting is that, you know, researching a lot of these different um, retail media networks, branded conquesting on Chewy is actually a thing, which by, again, leading this retail innovation team, um, I've been speaking to a lot of retail media networks and a lot of them always state conquesting is is not possible. So, you know, you don't really need brand defense. uh, you can't conquest other competitors, etc. But on Chewy, it is something. And one of the things that we noticed straight away was when creating campaigns for our, uh, our clients, uh, we did notice that they already had competitors that were conquesting them. So we already had quite a bit of work to do. So just to kind of give a yeah. very quick summary of, of this point, I would just say that if you're a brand within the pet space, within the pet category... I think Chewy is a very viable and very important option as a retail network for these things. Hyper-specific, a lot of loyalty, sponsor products is quite seems to be quite lucrative so far. And even if you're not doing ads, maybe you should be because there are probably competitors that are targeting Conquest. you. That's so interesting about the conquesting. Am I wrong to say that even Walmart doesn't allow you to conquest? I am not too sure. I'm not a Walmart uh, expert, so I I, I can't really talk about uh, Walmart. I think that, to my knowledge, you are correct. You're not allowed to do conquesting on Walmart. But I do know that one of our colleagues that is an expert um, did tell me that I think it is a feature that is quite new. Yeah, are I think there was a loophole. Yeah, yeah, I think Ross found a loophole for a period of time at least, um, yeah. which may indicate that we will maybe out of conquest in the future. But this is complete speculation. That's that's really good to know, and it is a it is a, a, um, a imperative, I guess, for brands at least to look at Chewy and see if you are being conquested by your competitors and that might be sort of a a rationale to move onto the platform. So let's talk a little bit more about the the technical aspect. What technology does the the self-service Chewy media network run on? So right now they run on Promote IQ. So it's a Microsoft-based program. And yeah, very kind of rudimentary advertising platform. You just have very basic things. Also, the platform itself is just very basic. You have a, a small dashboard. Uh, you have a campaign section with the collection of your campaigns, a small reporting center. And that's pretty much it. It's very, very basic. When it comes to, to the campaigns, normally Promote IQ does give you couple of of campaign choices you have what they call pla which is product listing ads and then you also have banner ads which are very similar to sponsored brand ads the pla is very comparable to a sponsored product ad in in amazon um with chewy on the other hand you only have these pla campaigns product listing ads available so Chewy did mention to me, the reps at Chewy did mention that they do want to launch the, the banner ads relatively soon. Uh, I don't know the timing of that, but I do believe probably by the end of the year, they would like to, to launch the, the, the sponsored brand style 
mm-hmm. add where you have a banner, creative, okay. etc. And uh, we, we're using Pack for you as our ad tech tool. Is there any reporting or campaign management features that we can get through Pack for you that go beyond what the native Promote IQ interface offers? So with Pack for you, of course, you just have a little bit additional. You have a few more types of reporting, but it doesn't really give you any additional reports that are not available within the the platform because it sources all the information from the platform. One thing with PackView is you just have the PackView features that are more, let's say, PackView exclusive, for example, campaign tagging, uh, Mm -hmm. all the types of taggings and, and things like that. So you can structure your whole campaign lists in, in a particular way, however, whichever way you, you deem fit. But yeah, in of itself right now, um, I don't see any... Oh, well, and then obviously there's kind of like the budget management and things like yep. that. In Day partying. Yeah, so yep. s- some small kind of features like that. Um, I that, think that uh, even the, the campaign tagging, uh, when we talk about the, the client that we're working with on Chewy is a Amazon, we're working with on Amazon as well. And as we're, we're talking about big question that brands have around retail media allocation, how do I allocate now between Amazon and Chewy? How much budget should Chewy get versus Amazon? And that um, campaign tagging is really helpful to be able to sort of compare more alike, right, between mm-hmm. these two different platforms. Yeah, yeah, of course. And also, I mean, like you mentioned, the tagging is especially important depending on how you want to really structure your campaigns in terms of if you want to be a little bit more awareness driven with certain campaigns, you can kind of bundle that up. So you have visibility in in that performance, or if you want to be more lower um, in terms of the funnel, you can also do that and kind of categorize the campaigns in, in this way. Got it. So what are the audience targeting capabilities like on Chewy? Yeah. So with with Chewy, there are there's no really audience targeting. You have contextual targeting, which essentially means that you're targeting people that are shopping within a particular subcategory or are browsing within different pages. So for example, if you are brow- you're on the product page of a dog food, you might find suggested other dog foods that can be sponsored as well. Or if you're just within the category of dog food or you're using certain keywords related to dog food, you'll um, ads that are within those categories, sorry, products that are within those categories, they're, they, they will come up as ads. So you can and say it's audience, what, sorry? contextual. Contextual, yep. Yeah. And so you can call it audience. It's kind of like an in-market audience of so people who are in the market for particular products. But yeah, it, it's just essential, essentially contextual targeting. And um, yeah, the way it works is a little bit different to Amazon. So you can, um, you bid on the SKU level, which in Amazon we don't do, we bid on the keyword level or we bid on the target level. So even if you're doing contextual ads, you're bidding on the subcategory or category level. Um, Here you bid on the SKU level and you don't have too much room to play. Um, but you can essentially target your ad in the different kinds, in the different categories. Yeah, in the different categories. I'm going to try like make it as, as easy as possible. So if let's say you ha- you're selling a dog food, a dry dog food, 
your product will go in these levels of category. You'll have dog products, then dog food, which will be kind of that subcategory. And then you can say you have a niche category called dry dog food. Mm -hmm. And you have the ability to bid on however many SKUs you want within those categories. So let's say you have a normal dog food, or let's say you have a senior dry dog food and a puppy dry dog food. Okay, for my senior dog dry dog food, I can bid $6. And for my puppy dry dog food, I'll bid $4. And then another level of control that you have is you can kind of select or deselect any of these levels of the category. So you can be extremely broad and mm-hmm. just go through the dog, like the dog products. Yep. But that's kind of a little bit more of an awareness play. Or yep. you can be hyper-specific and dry dog food that kind of yep. niche category of dry dog food so that's kind of how the the, the targeting capabilities uh work and how is like <clears throat> media buyer what's the difference between bidding you said at the SKU level versus at the keyword level which is the more sort of common thing that we see with other more established rmns in in practice what does that mean how does that change your approach so bidding at a uh, at the SKU level or a product level, of course, is a lot broader, right? So you, if you're bidding at for a particular product, the way I would suggest to do it is your better products would have higher bids, your not so great products will ha- will have a lower bid, but you have no control over what particular keyword because when you bid yeah. at a keyword level, you can choose a specific keyword. Because someone could be searching for like, okay, grass-fed, you know, yeah. food. So, and so this- if yours isn't grass-fed and you're still showing up, you can't like negate grass-fed yeah. or you can't target that if you are grass-fed. Yeah. So you can. So okay. that, 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 this is the thing is that like Chewy also will allow you to add uh, bid modifiers that are keyword-based and negative keywords that are also well obviously keyword based. So the way the bid modifier works is that you can select a keyword. So let's say, for example, puppy dry dog food. We really want to show up for puppy dry dog food. So I'll insert a bid modifier of two for that keyword. So whenever someone searches for puppy dog food, you take your base bid, which Mm -hmm. I think before we said $4, and you're multiplied by two. So Mm -hmm. it will be your base bid will be $8. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Chewy works on a second auction model, which mm-hmm. means that if the person who is who comes in second in the auction, you only pay one cent or a few cents more than you won't necessarily pay eight dollars. Mm-hmm. You you can pay a little bit less. Yeah. So Chewy kind of offers the the same. Um, it, it's a little bit different. You you know, like, like you mentioned, lots of difference between a product bidding at the product level. Versus the keyword level, Chewy kind of gives you both worlds, which mm. is, I, I guess, great. However, there is no way to see, and this is kind of where that rudimentary, very basic platform is, is that you have no way of seeing which keywords are targeting, which search terms are targeting, which Amazon obviously allows you to do in right. very extensive ways. Um, even if you have these bid modifiers, within campaigns, you, you will have several bid modifiers or I think you should at least. 
And so, so you won't be able to do any keyword harvesting, basically, or it'll be limited. It, it will be limited, and then even you won't be able to see the results of the, yeah. the the keywords that that you have. So, for example, if you have puppy dry dog food, and you say, "Oh, this is going to be extremely important for my product," it might be performing really badly, but you don't know. Um, you, could you, in theory, set up unique campaigns for a SKU? And have just one bid modifier per campaign. Yeah, um, but like we say in Italian, you're putting too much stuff in the soup. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing that we say. It's like you're making things too complicated. I think yeah. because again, even if you have so, so let me put it this way: like the campaign doesn't only run on the bid modifier; it runs on everything else and the bid modifier. Okay. So you can even have a, a single bid modifier campaign, but then behind the scenes you're probably ranking and paying for another 50 keywords. Right. So still, yeah. even if you have, unless you do a very laborsome work of doing, as you mentioned, and then you have a very extensive negative keyword list, because this is also a capability on, on Chewy. Um, they call it block listing. So yeah, you basically block list a lot of keywords. But again, I think that, um, yeah, not too much bang for the buck there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. This is super interesting. Um, okay. So besides what we just talked about, any other bid or campaign management capabilities that are unique? No, not that. It, nothing that's coming to my mind. Uh, yeah. Any, any other unique media buying features overall? No. I don't think so. Not yet. I think when, when they add the um, banner ads, then it's going to open up a whole yes. avenue of creatives and headlines. And it will also shape the, the way that the platform looks. I mm. do believe right now they do offer some on-site display advertisement, but it is very much towards, or it, it's really only available for brands that um, are extremely large. Or have been service. on the platform for a while, mm -hmm. which is another extremely key point in why I think in 2024, if you're a pet brand, you should really be on Chewy because everything is new. And yeah. you can see that I think that the platform's only going to grow and you yeah. want to be there early. You want to kind of be like some of these products on Amazon that have hundreds of thousands of reviews and 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 re yeah, reviews and ratings and things like that. I think you want to be an early adopter so that yeah. when these new features do come out, you know, you're trying these new features way before any of these other later adopters are. I, I said this about Instacart, and I still believe this about Instacart, is if you can get into someone's cart, the UX of Instacart pushes you, you so much towards past purchases. And mm. so every time I shop on Instacart, it's like, hey, do you want to rebuy this Catalina Crunch cereal that you purchased one time three months ago? Mm. But like it, it pushes back into the UX your past purchases so heavily, which to me means if you spend a dollar now and you get into someone's cart through an ad, which is how I ended up buying Catalina Crunch in the first place, mm -hmm. then you're going to keep showing up in the UX over time. And so it's kind of like an investment that could pay off in the future. And what you're saying about Chewy as well and the loyalty is really there. Mm -hmm. So if you can get someone to actually try your grass-fed 
puppy dry food for the first mm-hmm. time, like, chances are you're going to be able to retain that customer if it's been a good experience over a longer period of time. Yes. Amazon, which is like, you know, there's so many distractions and yeah. things like that going on. I also think it's loyalty to the platform itself. I know yes. that Chewy as a corporation, they want your brands to advertise on their platform. It's another source of revenue for them. So they want to advan- give advantages or benefit these early adopters. And and um, so, yeah, not only it's, it's a component, whereas Amazon has so much choice, they, they really kind of don't care if you're there or if you're not. Whereas for a company like Chewy, who is also, again, hyper-specific, just like yeah. there's not so many, there are a lot of dog food brands out there or pet brands out there, but it's not as vast as an Amazon or a Kroger yeah. or something like that. So I think that they, again, I think that they'll really kind of try and benefit the people that do choose to advertise on their platform. Awesome. Thank you so much, Damiano. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Thank you so much.